scripture. Um, so this is 1 John 1, 6 through 7. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Um, and what's amazing about that, you know, we're celebrating Easter today, the cross. And uh, what's what we all know about the cross is that it restored our relationship between God and man. That's what it did. You know, it, We now can have a relationship with God. But not only have we received that, but we have also received restoration with one another, which is amazing that the cross is done. Through the cross, we can have this unity together. We are the body of Christ. And through the body of Christ, we are able to have unity. And so it's it's amazing that the cross was able to do that, was able to restore that. And um, so let's be grateful for the cross. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the scripture talks a lot about loving one another, love one another, and fulfill the law of Christ. We fulfill the law law of Christ by taking each other and bearing one another's burdens. That's in Galatians. Um, I encourage you guys to do a study on all the scripture that have one another in them. Have humility for one another, submit to one another, wash one another's feet. Multiple times it says encourage one another. You know, when was the last time you guys went out and deliberately encouraged someone? You know, it says that in scripture. We must encourage one another. Um, And multiple times it says love one another, love one another. And um, how do we know that we are the disciples of Jesus? By loving one another. You know, that was the mark of a disciple. It is literally our badge that we wear as a Christian. If we love one another, we have that mark. And so I really hope you guys, through this class, have a conviction for that. Um, So I'm going to share with you guys, it's called the four C's of fellowship. So these four C's are are huge convictions to maintaining healthy fellowship within your small group and within your resource and just within your community. Um, So first, we are going to go through common understanding common understanding so yeah we as a body of believers are unified with a common purpose to advance God's kingdom Um, when we have the mind of Christ we have a common understanding of the fundamentals of Christian faith so uh, one thing we like to say a lot is to uh, major on the majors you know and um, minor on the minors so you want to major on the majors when uh, we are able to have fellowship with one another, we want to together have the mind of Christ. And so let's not uh, get caught up with uh, things that don't matter. You know, let's let's focus on what Jesus says. Let's focus on what Jesus wants us to do, and let that be your goal in reaching out to these girls or guys. <laughs> yeah, we we want to have a common understanding. We want to bond over over the majors that Jesus says. So things like prayer, salvation, forgiveness, love, you know, we want to to major on those things. And with that, we will get a common understanding. Like, okay, for example, in high school, I don't know if you guys had friends where, let's say you were all about basketball, and you made a friend that was also all about basketball, and you guys were best friends because y'all were both all about basketball. And you guys love spending time together because you guys can talk about basketball things. I don't know anything about basketball. (laughs) And uh, encourage one another in playing basketball and watching basketball together, spending time together with basketball, (laughs) Uh, you know, doing that together. And then let's say you go to college and all of a sudden that friendship changes. Why? You know, it's because it was only revolved around basketball. You know, there's nothing more that that can carry to you. But when we have friendships, like friendships in this room, friendships with your small group leaders and people in your small group, you guys are building a friendship that's revolved around Christ. And so when you have that purpose together as a Christian, that there's no deeper friendship that you can experience. And so let's make the friendships that we make be revolved around Jesus. So let, let's let that be our goal to a common understanding. Um... Yes, so how do we do this? One thing I found that helps so much in growing in a common understanding is praying together. Something that, like, as resource, as friends, praying together helps um, 
Charles Finney says, nothing tends to cement the hearts of Christians than praying together. Never do they love one another so well as when they witness the outpouring of each other's heart in prayer. And uh, this is important to pray together, but also I'm excited for you guys to get into a new realm of prayer when you guys are reaching out to to girls and guys. I I think I grew, grew so much when I was a small group leader in my prayer life because I was praying over these girls and these guys and um, I was able to really learn how to love them through my prayer life. And so I just encourage you guys to, um, even this summer, you know, pray. Start praying for the girls and guys that you're going to meet. And then when you meet them, it'll be amazing because you'll be like, I prayed for you. Jesse and I were just talking about this in Resource, how we prayed for a girl like Melanie. And then we met her in her dorm welcome week. And Jesse and I were just talking about how amazing it is that, that Melanie is a result of prayer. Yeah. Uh, so next one, next C is common unselfishness. So yeah, common understanding is great, but common understanding without selflessness will lead to nothing. We must have unselfishness. We must learn how to serve one another. Um, it's all about, you know, we have this consumer mentality a lot as Americans, and it's crept in the church where we think a lot, it's more about me meeting my needs, how can I be fed, but it's amazing when I see leaders switch from an I to a you, like how can I serve you, how can I meet your needs, and it's amazing, you guys are going to feel that really when you start building small group, you're going to think, what can I do for my girl, what can I do for my guy? What can I do to serve them, to meet their needs? Um, That is the heart of Jesus, is service. And what's amazing about about community is we are serving the body of Christ, which is Christ himself. So when we're serving one another, we are serving Christ. I remember this story about Mother Teresa, and uh, there was a reporter that was following her throughout her day, and she was washing a leper's leper's feet. And the reporter was like, I would never do that in a million years. I would never wash a leper's feet in a million years. And she turns to him and she says, you know what? I would never do it in a million years either. But I do it for my king. I do it for Jesus. And so let's have the attitude of Mother Teresa of, of serving elaborately our, our girls and our guys. Okay, next one. Constant forgiveness. Man, and yeah, even this week, just in my time reading the Bible, I feel like that's been something that I've just seen highlighted so much in Scripture. How many times does it say, you know, um, if you're not right with your brother or sister, leave the altar and go make things right and then come back? Uh, So, yes, constant forgiveness is huge. Um, let me read this quote really quick. Um, to be a Christian means to forgive the inexcusable, ex- inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. Yes. So let's remember how covered in forgiveness we are in our walk with God. And I feel like when we have that heart of gratitude towards Jesus, it makes it so much easier to forgive people in your life. I've never seen um, 
disunity happens so severely than through unforgiveness. I mean, it's it's like a cancer. It really is. When there's unforgiveness in a resource, in a small group, just in this community of outposts, it, it kills. <laughs> it's deadly. People have left because of hurt that hasn't been resolved. It turns into bitterness, which is just so rooted. And so I just really encourage you guys to have this this culture of forgiveness, like elaborate forgiveness. Always forgive one another as leaders. And if there's ever anything wrong, or if you're ever hurt, please say something, please say something, and get it taken care of. Let that be the attitude of your small group, that you guys are always forgiving one another. Um, I feel, yeah, it's just so crucial that to keep this unity and fellowship, we must always constantly be forgiving one another. All right. Next one is commitment. It's a fourth C, commitment. E. Stanley Jones says, The cord that binds me to Christ also binds me to my brother, and I can't break one without breaking the other. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people I meet now have a hard time um, with commitment. You know, they, they want to spread themselves thin and, and be put their foot in different things. But I've come to learn that you'll never grow where you're not planted. You'll never grow where you're not planted. And that's why I'm grateful for you guys that are here that have planted yourselves here. And you guys are really investing in outposts by being committed to us, by being committed to this community. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand commitment because it's never been shown to them. And so please be an example of, of commitment. Commitment in your walk with God that you will never break that commitment. It's the number one commitment. Um, committed to one another, you know, in your small group. The sweetest small groups I've seen have been when they're committed to one another. When they say, you know, over my dead body will I let you live a stupid life. Or, you know, it's kind of like they take wedding vows, you know, for better or worse, for richer or poorer. And sickness and in health till death do its part, you know. When you see community like that, when you see fellowship like that, it's amazing and it's appealing. And so let's be committed to one another in that. And let's be committed to each other's walks with God. Um, as as fellow leaders, let let us be so invested in one another that we're committed to each other's greater good. You know? And when you guys have your own small group, you will be committed to their greater good as well. And so uh, let's be a, an example of that. Cool. Yeah, so common understanding, common unselfishness, constant forgiveness, commitment. Okay, so yeah, three communities you're going to need to fight for next year your small group community, your resource group community, and your larger outpost community. Small group community is going to be the one that, that at first will be really easy because it'll be the one that you're fighting for. And definitely, you want to fight for that community. You know, start, even this summer, start brainstorming, man, how can I get these girls off the bat to love one another? 
I remember my small group leader, uh, she was so good at just creating community quickly, like within the first couple weeks of school. And I remember she loaded us all in a van and we all went to the beach, which is, it was really ugly because it's in Houston. Well, it's like a Houston beach, which doesn't count as beach. But we went beach camping. And uh, I had never been camping before because I'm from Texas. And uh, I remember we had this like really janky tent and um, we all like went in and we were going to bed and we unzipped it or we zipped it up and it, the zipper just flew open and broke. It was so windy like, yeah, on the beach. And we had uh, we had to go like every place that was, and every place was closed because it was so late at night to find duct tape. We finally found duct tape at this random Walmart like miles away. Went back to our tent, duct taped our tent. And we were like super cold and it was really funny. Anyways, but through that, experience, I became best friends with everyone in that tent because it was a hilarious night and one I'll never forget. <laughs> and so definitely think of ways to, um, yeah, build small group community quickly. As soon as you meet these girls, as soon as you meet these guys, you know, quickly bring them in, do something with them, make a memory like what, Brent, what, what Nate was saying and uh, do that quickly. But another thing you're going to have to fight for uh, is your resource group community. Um, your resource group, and you'll find this when you're in resource, it's it's so sweet. Like our times together, is they're refreshing because we're able to be honest with one another, to pray together. It's like being in a room with family, you know, being with people that, that you trust. And um, those friendships are just as important as well. So really learn to fight for your resource group community. Let them be a part of your life. Let them be a part in helping you fight for your small group community because they can come alongside you. And also your larger outpost community. Girls and guys need each other. <laughs> so uh, yeah, make friends in your in the larger outpost community. Make sure you know you do things together with people that aren't in your realm. Um, it's it's huge to have different people that you might not see every day to be in your life so that they can also help you with your smaller community and fighting for it. It all kind of tears down. So yes, fight for those three groups. So I'm gonna get into some practicals really quick. Um, so fall semester, it kind of has, has a natural flow. Uh, and I'm sure Nate talked about the three R's multiple times, relationships, real devotional life responsibility. And those kind of have a natural flow in the fall semester. So the first third of fall semester is so heavy on relationships, so heavy. You know, you want to make those relationships, make those friendships, create that community, create that brotherhood and that sisterhood. Um, And then the second third of fall semester is real devotional life. Teach them what it looks like to walk with God. What does it look like to have a mind and live with God? What does it look like to spend time with God, to hear from God? Um, you're going to be teaching them that. Responsibility is the last third of the fall semester that we usually like to focus on. Um, How can they learn how to take responsibility for their faith? Um, And what's amazing about these three R's is it's so good personally, but in a communal aspect as well, these things will really flourish. Um, So I'm going to go through each one just really quick and how to do that practically. So first third is build relationships. And you definitely wanna do all Welcome Week events and Outpost events the first week. 
because we'll all be out there. We'll all be doing the same thing together. So please look at that welcome week and try to take off work. Try to be as available as you can um, because that's going to be so crucial for the relationships that you're going to make. The more time you spend in that welcome week, the greater outcome you will have, I promise, because you will be making all those connections. Um, Try to be available the first few weekends. So the first few weekends of school next year in the fall, please try your best to be available. If your family needs to see you or you want to make some kind of trip, do it later. Try not to do it those first few weekends because we are, as a resource, we are always doing a ton of fun things. And as an outpost community, we're always trying to help you guys make memories, um, create community. And so you want to be available for all of those things because it's going to help your small group. It's going to help the girls that you meet really bond. Um, Use your resource members for help. Definitely communicate with your resource members. Um, And also, it's a great time to meet their needs. I mean, think about when you guys were freshmen. What was your biggest need as a freshman? Grocery store. There you go. Grocery store. Laundry. Laundry. Car. Any car? Yes. <laughs> Face slapping. Doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. Realization your yeah. So figure out figure out what the freshmen need, you know, figure out what they need and meet their needs. Be available. Be extremely available for them in that first third. And like Nate said, make memories. Make memories. Make memories. Say that a million times. <laughs> okay, so second third, how to build a devotional life together. So, yeah, you would think devotional life is communal, but it, or is individualistic, but it's actually communal too. So invite them into your devotional life. Invite them to, to listen to a sermon with you, to read your Bible, to pray with you, to, to read a good book together. Um, just really invite them into what you're doing, into what you're learning. And it's cool when you really invite someone into your devotional life, you guys are learning the same things. And so, like, what what we talked about, you know, friendships get deep when they're revolved around the same thing, you know, being like-minded, you know, having the mind of Christ together. And so when you really develop a devotional life with them together, you know, that is happening even, even more quickly. And so definitely don't be afraid. And it challenges you, too. It makes you more disciplined. Like, man, I have to have something to talk about, <laughs> about the Lord, you know. I always have to have God teaching me something and I, I have to be spending time with the Lord for the sake of my small group um, so yes always talk about always always talk about what God is teaching you you know that's like a great question when you're spending time with them you know what, hey what's God been teaching you and you can be like God is teaching me this ask good questions you know I always encourage small group leaders to to hang out with people especially in one-on-ones, and ask a good question. It could be, you know, hey, what do you think love is? Have you ever been in love? It's <laughs> a good question, you know? Uh, <laughs> what do you value the most? You know, what is, what is the thing you would say is, like, the most valuable to you? You know, something like that. And it provokes the mind and gets good conversation happening. So, yeah, responsibility is the last part of... The semester that we focus on a couple ways to do that go out and pray for people together you know what you guys are doing right now take them with you show them that you actually are living out your faith 
more than just what they can see, that you are not afraid to go out and, and pray and have words for people. Um, serve other small groups, dorms, staff. Staff have a lot of needs. <laughs> um, yeah, dorms. Uh, Brent's Resource just recently, they did trash pickup in the dorms, and they just went to every dorm and asked if they could take out their trash. And he said, like, two-thirds of the people were like, why are you doing this? And they were able to be like, man, you know, Jesus is doing this for you. We're doing this because we love Jesus, and we want to tell you about Jesus, you know. And so uh, think of ways you can serve um, other small groups and people around you. Um, Have them help with small group, you know. Um, If you see someone in your small group that is really uh, wanting to maybe do a little more, have them host, you know, have them cook, have them share their testimony or share something that God's been teaching them with the small group. Um, You can give them little things to, to start to be responsible for in their walk with God. Cool. That's all I got. Anything else? Any questions? Comments? Pretty straightforward. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. So I've already talked to them about their uh, assignment for this next week. So go ahead and get your cohort time. And uh, yeah, you got the rest of the time to talk about uh, their plan for small group leading, weekly meeting, and uh, and how this last week went. All right, break.